0: Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. The city of Winnipeg, Canada goes two for two on making the news today after coming through yesterday. This one is a weekend incident involving a dumb criminal. Police say a woman called them very early Sunday to indicate that her husband had caught a man who had just broken into their garage. And as it turns out, it was the second time that night the criminal had been there. Investigators say the unidentified 20-year-old man had broken in earlier in the night, stealing two bikes, a laptop, and a bar fridge, but dropped his car keys at the scene of the crime while attempting to haul the loot away. It was when he returned to get his keys that he was caught by the homeowner and eventually arrested. <laughs>
1: Keep the key in a running car, Cliff. <laughs> it's in case you need, yeah, you're absolutely right. It's robbery one oh one, I'm telling you. <laughs> Everyone should know this by now. Yes. Did you see the guy in Seattle that recovered from COVID nineteen and got a bill from the hospital for one point one million dollars? I did not. Wow. <laughs> wow. I did not see that. I think he's hoping to win it back on a new game show for TV Cliff called Mm -hmm. Who Wants to Be a Millionaire for a Minute. (laughs) (laughs) And then it's okay. Hand it on over here. We were going to do this a couple of weeks ago as a take it to the bank. You know, that most popular feature we have here on this program.
0: You're a legend in your own mind, yes. Yes,
1: and uh, (laughs) we decided not to and because of the embarrassment factor that could be there, but... I figured let's do it now. Okay. Because um, well, as you well know, we don't have very many people listening this early in the morning. This so, is true. So I thought yeah, this would be the perfect time to roll this out. They've good. identified the traits mm-hmm. that you have to have to be good at flirting. Good at flirting. Yes. Okay. And I thought Cliff I would run these traits by that, you know, I picked out of the list of forty seven that okay. I thought I was like stellar at.
0: So so there are 47
1: traits that these experts say you have to have to be good at flirting. You have to have them to be good. And I picked out the ones I thought applied just to me, Cliff, out of 46. Yes. Okay. And so okay. see what you think of this list i made. Okay. Number one, humor.
0: Well, okay. Humor. <laughs> you know, this doesn't say attempting humor. You actually have to have humor. I Okay. All right. <laughs> Intelligence. Oh my goodness! Yes, <laughs>
1: pretty striking, isn't it? <laughs> huh? Does it? Is there a certain level of intelligence that they want you to have? It, well, yes, but I'm not going to go that <laughs> route. I'm just—I <laughs> mean,
0: I mean, it's a uh, until it's a measurement. It's like a ruler or a measurement of your intelligence. How
1: many inches do you have to have in order to be good at flirting? How many inches of intelligence do I have? I don't know. <laughs> good looks is on there, Cliff. I wrote that down too. <laughs> Have you seen yourself? Well, I have. <laughs> the level of interest that I show in the other person. See, there's a good one right there, don't well, you think?
0: Well, I mean, it, you, you, that's the one thing so far that I can guarantee that you actually have. And that's why they invented restraining orders. Well,
1: <laughs> I'm good with words. It's on there. You're
0: good with words. <laughs> so I put every, that. You, every once in a while, you just make up new words. Uh-huh. So I guess you are good with words. <laughs>
1: I'm being persistent. I'm a persistent person, Cliff. Well, Starting to hurt my feelings.
0: (laughs) Persistent. (laughs) Is that not true? Well, I mean, until it's like time to go home and sit in the Lazy
1: Boy. (laughs) Well, how about this one? Okay. I smell good. Okay,
0: that's one thing that you do
1: have. (laughs) You actually smell good. I do smell good, don't (laughs) I? And you should smell me this morning. I don't know. I'm no, really, you I should. I've got, it, on, <laughs> you I've got the new stuff on. And I've got it all on. <laughs> no. I see, mean,
0: can, there's too much. That sometimes you can do that too much.
1: I did with this one. It's a new <laughs> cologne I'm trying out, Cliff, and I yeah. it's um uh, it's not the junk stuff and I'm used to the junk yeah. stuff and I got the yeah. finger squirting a bit too much this morning. Oh, you did? Huh? Yes, but this <laughs> stuff smells I'm a fine-smelling man this morning, Cliff, here. I'm going to tell you that. And and you're working alone. Well, it's true.
0: (laughs) Well, at least you can flirt with yourself. (laughs) Well, I can, can't I? Weed exciting news from the world of science could mean a big advance in green energy. Or perhaps it would be more accurate to say brown energy. A Spanish company called Ingelia is now bringing to market a device they say will revolutionize both the waste and energy industries. Now, the European Union is not unlike the U.S. We all throw away a bunch of organic compounds, which then rot and emit greenhouse gases in the landfills, while at the same time we burn ton after ton of coal, which also emits their own set of greenhouse gases. Ingelia's biorefinery takes waste products from food processing. It can also use wood chips and even corn cobs, and through a process called hydrothermal carbonization, it turns that material into bio-coal in just a few hours. You might realize, of course, that regular coal mined from the ground took millions of years to get that way. Now, the top secret recipe includes superheated and super-pressurized water, and the device seems to look like a giant pressure cooker. And yes, I'm sure you've guessed by now, the morning roadshow department of just in time for breakfast wants you to know that if they put poop into the giant pressure cooker, it will come out as bio-coal as well. Cliff?
1: Yes? Somebody at some point in time after they did this said, it's just not quite right. What could we add to this? <laughs> and an 11-year-old kid walked by and goes, you know what I would add to it?
0: <laughs>
1: poop. And there you go. <laughs> Cliff, I want to make sure I got this right. The AP News. Yeah. They were talking about in China, they're starting to lock things back down because the coronavirus is starting to reappear. Okay. And I want to make sure that if it should happen here, like we should get the second wave of the pandemic, not that I'm saying we're going to, I'm just saying if that happens, will I have to wash both hands during the second (laughs) round?
0: (laughs) You've only been washing one
1: hand. Yes, my right one. It's my go-to hand. So (laughs) I I don't want to know what you go to for. So should right hand. (laughs) So should I go with both hands on the second round if we have it? So
0: I'm I'm like now I'm like I have a much bigger question. How do you wash only one hand?
1: It's a lot. It takes a lot longer than twenty seconds. I'm telling you.
0: What do you rub against it to consider it to be washed? My
1: other hand, my fingers.
0: (laughs) So you wash your right hand with your left hand?
1: No, just the fingers on my right hand. You (laughs) I make like a fist, and I wiggle around there. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) (laughs) You know, I fist wash it. I guess what you'd call it.
0: it. So So basically you're like, I don't know, fisting your right hand. Well,
1: (laughs) the back of my hand... I can't yeah. do very good, as you well know, your no, fingers. No, clearly,
0: because your fingers won't bend around back that way.
1: Well. Right, but I don't touch things with the back of my hand very often. It's generally <laughs> it my matter. fingers. <laughs> so are you saying I have to wash both hands if it I'm going to say
0: that if you if you upgrade your hand-washing technique to both hands, you'll find, A, that you'll have much cleaner hands, and, B, your life will be a lot less complicated.
1: And I'll save some time, won't I? Yes, because you can then do
0: it in 20 seconds.
1: Okay. I just wanted to know. Well, if you own a dog, and I know you do, Cliff. Yes, I do. He's snoring right behind
0: me, as a matter of fact.
1: And if any of our other wonderful 11 listeners own a dog, this is kind of cute. A new study out says that your dog knows if somebody is mistreating you. And your dog will be refusing food that that person offers to give them. That's kind of weird, isn't it, Cliff? Well, I mean,
0: I've never heard of the food refusal, but as you well know from the times that the big old goofy dog that I have came to the radio station, he could figure out who was friendly and who was not so friendly, just right off the bat. He could
1: do that, yes.
0: Yeah, because, you know, Charlene, our office manager, as, as soon as he saw her, he was like, gone and then like she was he was back in her office like for hours he just hung out back there and then you know he bit that salesperson (laughs) you remember that i remember that i remember that (laughs) it wasn't like a it was just like a little nip like on the back of the calf like i just want you to know i don't like you (laughs) that's all it was
1: (laughs) well i don't have a dog but when i was a kid yeah i had a dog named Gigi.
0: Yes, I've heard you talk about it. This her.
1: dog lived forever. I mean, I don't know how yeah. old. It was old. But I'm telling you, that dog there that I had, Cliff, he yeah. would accept treats from Jack the Ripper if it was food <laughs> involved. Maybe he got that from me, Cliff, watching me eat everything in the house. Well, I
0: mean, if someone gave you a Snickers
1: bar, and it could be that clown from the Stephen King movie, like, is there candy? Is there candy? <laughs> oh, if that clown from Stephen King's It, If he was in the gutter outside here with a little red balloon in his hand and, you know, had a zero bar in his hand.
0: (laughs) You're going down there, aren't you? I'm going down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I don't know if you've seen this, Cliff, but it has been in the news that uh, some people are, um, well, they've got a petition out. They want 15,000 signatures on it. They want the Confederate statues in the South to be replaced With statues of Dolly Parton. And I'm not making that up at all. Really? That's exactly. Dolly Parton. Yes. You know, you think about that. Yeah. Who is more beloved right now than Dolly Parton? She is an icon. She's got the Imagination Library where she gives books out to kids. She's been doing that for years. She's given out millions of books. Mm -hmm. Even now, Cliff, during Mm -hmm. this pandemic, She reads bedtime stories that kids can tune into, and she uh, reads a story before you go to bed. Oh, she does that on social
0: media, doesn't she? Yes,
1: she's an icon, and that's not a bad idea, a statue of Dolly Parton all throughout the South. (laughs) And, you know, who's more Southern than Dolly?
0: Well, and I'm like, so what kind of statue would it be? Well, I don't know. Would it be like head to toe, full thing? I guess. I mean, because I'm really thinking if you're going to make a statue of Dolly Parton, you really only need to make a bust
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to disagree with that cliff I'm going to disagree oh, really? with that I think it okay. needs to be the head to toe the whole thing right I, especially I, just the bust no I think I think it needs to be a head to toe and okay and hear me out cliff I think that's okay. more practical than what you've suggested there in Why, your I mean, devious little divorce. mind
0: <laughs> be more expensive to you know make a full body statue
1: it would be but let's just yeah. say for practicality purposes yeah. if we all at some point in time for some reason decide to turn on dolly yeah. and want to knock her statues down you know just apply a little bit of force <laughs> oh oh <laughs> so so they'd be so
0: top heavy they just fall right over. just
1: fall right over you don't even need a crane
0: we have a lovely young friend who I once did senior pictures for by the name of Christina. She studied opera and something else that allowed her to go to Stanford to get a degree. And that got her a job with the International Atomic Energy Agency. And she now lives in Vienna, Austria. And when the coronavirus lockdown started every day for 37 days straight, she posted a video made in her apartment where at sunset, she'd open the windows and lean out the window of her four-story apartment and serenade her neighbors all up and down the street with her beautiful soprano, thus creating a scene that appeared to be something from an old Hollywood movie. This story from Lancaster, Pennsylvania, kind of like that, except perhaps not so idyllic, because for over 100 nights now, 67-year-old Michael Lucanville has stepped out on his driveway and played a 15- to 20-minute concert for his neighbors, and they didn't ask for it either. He says he's just doing it to be nice. But the only problem is, Luke and Bill plays the bagpipes.
1: <laughs> Never a good story with machete or bagpipe in it, Cliff, <laughs> ever. <laughs> ever. The, the, the bagpipe is like the machete of the musical world, I think,
0: Cliff. <laughs> I think you're right.
1: I think it is. Lance well, that's Kenny Chesney, and he came out, I think it was yesterday, Cliff, and said that his stadium Well, tour... that took
0: forever. No. Oh, not that. Stop that. that. Oh, Stop that.
1: Quit. Quit. <laughs> he came out yesterday with his new lineup <laughs> for his stadium tour. Oh, oh so he's going to do a stadium tour. He's going to, but not this year. It's going to start May of next year, and I think July the 10th, he's actually going to be in St. Louis over at Bush Stadium, and I believe that's as close as he's going to get to our area. You're a bad okay. boy, Cliff. Bad boy. <laughs> no treats you, for you. You said No treats for you today.
0: You, you said he came
1: out. Well, he, he did with a new schedule. Our text messaging this morning is requesting from more than one person if we could find a different song for Tuesday's punishment because Tiptoe <laughs> Through the Tulips is quite horrendous. So they're suggesting that perhaps it's too much punishment. I think that's where we're heading on this one. What do you think, what do Cliff? They,
0: what do they call that, a harsh, uh, excessive and harsh or whatever punishment?
1: Cruel and unusual, mm-hmm. I think, cruel maybe. And, cruel and unusual, yes. Yeah.
0: Cruel and unusual.
1: I'm kind of liking Tiny Tim, but I thought, you know what, Cliff, we could just open it up, and if somebody's got a suggestion for a punishment song, that right. can't be a really good one. you know. Uh, it,
0: you know it, it, yeah, I mean, it has to be a bad song.
1: Well, let's open it up, Cliff. 812-682-0520. Yes. six eight two zero five two zero. If you've got a song you would like for us to substitute for Tuesday's punishment, we'll put it under consideration, and possibly next week, that's what we'll play. Father's Day is this Sunday, so make sure yep. you get that tree up. For Father's Day and get your Mother's Day decorations down because (laughs) that's a little bit awkward whenever Dad
0: walks in and sees that. Well, Well, it's true. You don't. You don't put up a tree for Father's Day. You don't put up a tree for Father's Day. No, I do not put up a tree for Father's Day. No one puts up a tree for Father's Day. What do
1: you have against your father, Cliff?
0: I have nothing against my father.
1: And you don't celebrate with a tree in your house.
0: I do not. That's only for (sighs) Christmas.
1: Well. For the rest of us, don't forget to yeah. get your tree up before Sunday when dad comes over, or he'll be really upset. <laughs> tree, no, for... don't
0: put up, do not put up a tree in your
1: yard. Do not well, put it in your house, not in your yard or your, or there either. Do not put up a tree. For well, Father's Cl- Day, and it's time now for take it to the bank. Okay. Well, Cliff, I mentioned the CT scan leading yes. up to this. You see the. I don't remember any of this, but I've read a lot about it. The Beatles yeah. were quite popular in Europe before they uh, came across the Atlantic and landed here in the United States.
0: Right, and, and at the time, no one really knew how they were going to do, do over here. That's right. I mean, there was some question about whether they would be as popular on this side of the pond than they had been in Europe.
1: And, of course, history will tell you that once they got here, they absolutely exploded Yes. And became so popular, they were raking in so much money that their early record label that they had, mm-hmm. EMI, yes. took the profits from their touring and their sales for records, invested that into research medical technology, and developed the full CT scanner that hospitals use <laughs> to this very day. That also, wow. Cliff, yeah. led to a Nobel Prize. For them for doing that.
0: Really? I didn't know
1: that. And if the Beatles hadn't been that successful, Mm -hmm. who knows when the CT scan would have ever been developed or if it even would have been developed. Huh. And all of that, you can take to the bank. I kind of like it when I come up with one of them (laughs) you have never heard of. It makes me proud uh...
0: That was actually quite interesting. I'm uh, I'm impressed today. Wow. Mark, mark <laughs> him down as impressed. That's the, how long have you been doing this? Like three years? Yes. Day one. First impressed. But there you go.
1: <laughs> well, be safe and make good choices. And I am, too, a good flirter. I'm telling you, I am. <laughs> Cliff, anything said today?
0: Well, before we do phrases of the day, I do want to uh, apologize to Angie, one of, our, uh, one of our favorite listeners who missed the Take It to the Bank today. Um, and it, I got to admit it was an especially good fact. Well, today. she's just out, out
1: of luck too
0: bad. Huh? Oh, no, no, huh? no, 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 not at all. Oh, it's I, I'm just taking the opportunity to tell. I know Angie already subscribes to the podcast and just to remind her that it will be, uh, on the podcast later, the, uh, take it to the bank and anybody else who missed anything today can listen to the podcast and catch up on all the weed and cliff stuff you can subscribe to the podcast on itunes you can subscribe to the podcast on google podcast if you're on spotify we're on spotify as well you can also just go to weedandcliff.com there's a link there to subscribe to the podcast and it's delivered to your phone automatically every day once you subscribe you don't have to do anything it'll come along in the afternoon and you can catch up on all the weed and cliff stuff there that's a mouthful Subscribe to the pod. I mean, there's, there's like a dozen different ways to get the podcast. And all you got to do is just click one and subscribe. And the podcast just is delivered to your phone all by itself. It doesn't do anything. You don't have to do anything. It just comes in every day.
1: All right. So, okay.
0: That's so. Uh, now, phrases of the day. Start with number three. Kenny Chesney came out.
1: With his new touring <laughs> schedule next year. And <laughs> it all.
0: I know. Well, I didn't write the rest of it down.
1: I know. <laughs>
0: number two. You know what I would add to it? Poop. (laughs) It's always going to be number two. I'm just telling you. The number one morning roadshow phrase for today, how many inches do you have to have to be good at flirting? If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.